Rodney Richardson. I'm Jamal. This is Vince. And we are Under, Under Construction. Construction. Uh, so this week, the Hornets finished with a 3-1 record. Uh, we just came off a thrilling win against the Pistons. Uh, we lost against the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the Jazz. Yeah, the Jazz. So what do you guys think about the win today? Here we are again, man. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a, it's it's funny at this point because because remember me last week? <laughs> they regurgitated me out, and I was that was numb, and there was no emotion anymore. I have on a Hornets jersey today, and, <laughs> and we took shots because we won the game. Shots, shots, the shots. Look, man. Depending on how you look at it, this is like the most fun, dysfunctional. <laughs> Team to root for, I that probably doesn't even make sense. Gotcha. But it makes sense to us. Yeah. Uh, but to reel this back in, man, today they showed some grit and some gall and some 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 balls, man. They did. This was a big time win, the most important win of the season. Which every win at this point is going to be the most important win of the season. Mm -hmm. But to do this on the road, to have your back against the wall because Detroit went on a run like we all expected, cut it down to one. And just for them to just show that kind of just show those kind of guts in this situation was really impressive, man. And Frank Kaminsky deserves a lot of props today, man. Frankie Smokes! <laughs> Here's my deal. In in the past, however we were feeling a month ago, mm -hmm. we probably would have been feeling that same way today, whether it was positive or negative. And one thing that this season is is teaching us is that we 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 cannot keep that same energy, for lack of better no, words. Right, because no. just last week we were upset, we were ready to talk about the offseason we and, and, and trades and all this. And now here we are, we, we won three games and mm -hmm. th three of our last four, seven of our last ten. And if we make the playoffs, we could probably be the most dangerous eight seed. In the history of the NBA. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's go, go ahead. And so currently we have the tiebreaker against everybody we're competing against Miami, Detroit, uh, the Nets. The Nets. Who, and, who did lock in the six seed? Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And, and the Magic. Right. So basically at this point, the Magic number is 41. Right. We do not need these teams to get the 41 wins. Virtually, if we tie with them, the best we can do right now is a seven seed. Right. And so six is so right now, we're, we're eighth. Yeah. We're eighth as of right now, and, right it's now? Like, and it's going to depend on the Boston and uh, Boston. Magic game. We're all Celtics fans. We're all Celtics fans. <laughs> Kyrie! <laughs> hey, Kyrie, do us a favor. Be better than Kemba tonight. Nice. And hopefully by the time we post this video tomorrow, um, you guys would have done your job. You know, just, just want to point out another thing. I mean, where would this team be had we listened to Frank Kaminsky and actually bought him out? Man, we would be utter trash. And they would have regurgitated Jamal out months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, man. No, but it, it, it's, it's interesting you say that, man, because we were talking, you know, while the camera was off about his bench production, you know, previous to this season. Like, this guy has literally been our most, our, our, our best offensive option off the bench in, in, in the previous, what, two seasons. Yeah. So, I mean, for us to be seeing this, I guess it's a little bit surprising. But at the same time, maybe it shouldn't be. It but should what be. is surprising, though, is the improvement that we've seen rebounding and defensively. Not yeah. to say that he's like a savant now where he's like going to make yeah. an all-defensive team. We're not saying that much. But it's marked improvement, man. And, dog, these 20-point games have been big time. With 3-0 and he scores 20 what? points or more this season. And they've all been huge for us, man. And... 
today was just like the, the culmination of all of that. Like, like he Frank Barnett today, man. Yeah. He deserves props. Again, um, everyone knows I, I've been a Frank fan since day one. I recognize that his game didn't mesh with uh, Clifford's coaching style. Yeah. And I've always said that when Frank leaves Charlotte, if he goes to the Western Conference, he's going to make us regret it. Now, granted, JB comes from the Western Conference, and I don't even think JB is playing Frank because he wants to. I don't think he's playing the youngest because he wants to. I think he's only playing them because he has to. Yeah. And now that he's, he is seeing what's starting to happen, it's like, well, let me stick with this and see what works. Right. Um, initially, I think he started playing them out of necessity. Mm -hmm. I do believe the veterans were hurt. They were injured. They were, they were sick, stuff like that. Now, I completely believe that MKG is healthy. Mm -hmm. I believe that Marvin is healthy. I believe that Cody is healthy. And I believe that Tony Parker is healthy. I don't know if Sheldon Mack is healthy. I, and it would depend <laughs> on He's healthy. He's, I, I don't know what's the deal. He's real healthy. He's a healthy boy right, right there. <laughs> he's healthy like me and Roddy. Woo! <laughs> I think they're healthy and I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna put it out there to to assume that the team they're they're intentionally lying. But I think if if this was a real playoff chase, if 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 uh, all of those guys had been producing I think they're playing ball right gotcha. now. Now, one guy that I will kind of speak in opposition to your thoughts there is MKG. Because let's not forget, he started Friday night. And, yeah, you know, true. and that's because Marvin Williams didn't play. And, I, you know, I just don't think he maybe deserves to be in the Nick Marvin Williams group. So okay, I think he did yeah. Not so much. Mm -hmm. Because um, the thing is, man, like Friday night, he had a decent game for us. I'm not going to, you know, tell you that he was like the biggest X factor. He had a couple of threes. He defended well when he was in the game. So I just think he's a lot more useful than, <laughs> than Marvin Williams and Nick at this point. Okay. I'll, I'll at least say that. I'll just I'll say that. About okay, him. so say we slide into the playoffs. Uh, seven eight is possible right, right now. Who would you rather play? Would you rather play Milwaukee or would you rather play Toronto? I must rather play Toronto. I would rather play Milwaukee. Why? When you look at our games with Milwaukee, we always play them tough. Now, with uh, Middleton, Middleton made the all-star uh, all team this year. And Middleton looks a lot better this year than he has in the past. He's sure. always killed us, but Middleton looks like a completely different player. Even with Middleton's play, even with Greek Freak and the fouls that he gets from the mm -hmm. road, I think from a mentality standpoint, I think we would match up different with those guys mm -hmm. because if we play Toronto, here's Toronto's mindset. They've beaten us to, um, the last two times that we played. They have a season series with us. We're the number two seed. We're playing at home. They're not LeBron. If, it's, if they're not playing LeBron, Toronto's not losing in the playoffs. That's true. That's and, great fire, though. Yeah. And after after two emotional wins with such a young core, mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure if that young core would, would be able to compete and with Toronto in the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to beat uh, Milwaukee. Uh, they're not going to get swept for game zero. But I think they would be a little bit more competitive uh, versus Milwaukee gotcha. simply from a mentality standpoint. Got you. What about you, Jamal? Um, those are good points, but you stole my thunder, and I didn't, you didn't even really mean to do it. <laughs> I don't want to play Giannis and his referees. And I look, man, I truly believe that is more of a factor than people really, you know, want to want to want to say it is. Um, Giannis is a fantastic player, man. Yes. But and but the the games that I've witnessed with the Hornets and the Bucks this year 
I just hate to see certain players get refereed differently. Yeah. It, it's no, to me, there's no coincidence that we have a guy, Cody Zeller, who rarely fouls out of a game, rarely commits four or five fouls in a game. But for some reason, now get it. Granted, Giannis is, is the man. He's the MVP level, level caliber player. I get that. I'm best player in the league. But he shouldn't be refereed differently. And in the playoffs, it's going to be even magnified even more so. And also, you know, not knowing what Miritich's health is going to look like and not knowing what Brockman's health is going to look like. I, I say this all the time, man. They made trades and made their bench a little deeper than what it was in the beginning. And that last game we played in Milwaukee, Meritage was the difference. It was yeah. the difference between us losing by 12 than possibly us keeping it a lot closer. And I just think that's a microcosm of what could happen if we played the Bucks in the playoffs. But we'll see, man. We got business to take care of before microcosm. we get to At the end of the uh, yeah, school words. Just, you, just, yeah. you, school hey, words one, one last thing. I just want to say that in years past, the season would have already been determined by now whether or not mm-hmm. we make the playoffs or whether or not we don't make the playoffs. We got two games remaining right now. Right. Whether we make the playoffs or not, whether Kimber Walker stays or not, whether Jeremy Lamb stays or not, whether Nick Batum gets brought out or not, I'm feeling good going into the next season. No Me doubt. too. I no doubt, man, and no I have not felt like this at least in three seasons. I didn't feel like that then because Al Jefferson was hurt. And I didn't feel like that after the last playoff run because half of the team, you know, took off a free agency. I haven't felt this good going into the offseason since basketball came back to Charlotte. Wow. Wow, I can dig it. Honestly. Before we we close this out, we do have a home game on Wednesday night. Please come out and support your Hornets. Please. Can I please speak to that? I'm so glad you brought that up, man. (laughs) I'm going to echo a lot of what Rodney already said, but let's, 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 for argument's sake, let's just say Wednesday is a do-or-die game, man. I have talked at nauseam about the fandom in the city and NBA fan culture, all that stuff. There's just no reason for that arena to not be sold out Wednesday in, in that scenario. If you call yourself a fan, even if you're one of them halfway Lakers fans, Charlotte fans, <laughs> even if you're 15% of a fan, tickets are not that expensive, number one. $6. $6 will get you in the building. There's just no reason for that arena to not be packed out Wednesday if it comes down to a do-or-die game to get in the playoffs or not. I don't want to hear anything about, man, I want to lose and get a draft. Don't know. That's a loser mentality, man. That's all I have to say. <laughs> right now, we're going to shift into our Panther segment called Back to Back Winning Seasons, which we have what? Never done. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so the Panthers had a, uh, have had an interesting offseason. We started off by re-signing Eric Reed, cut Captain Munderland, Julius Peppers retired. We didn't re-sign Thomas Davis. Uh, we signed Matt Paredes. We surprisingly re-signed Darren Williams. Yeah. And the best thing, we cut freaking Matt Khalil. How do you guys feel about the offseason so far? In regards to the offseason, if you look at a lot of the pickups that we've had, and we picked up uh, Bruce Irvin as well yeah. uh, for one year. If you look at a lot of the pickups that we have, we're not picking up players that are getting three, four, five-year deals that are getting paid whatever amount of money. If you look at what they're doing, they're following the New England Patriots model in mm-hmm. regards to building a, a, a competitive team. Now, we once had somebody in this organization who followed the New England Patriots model. I guess his ego got a little too big for his britches. 
They decided they wanted to get him out. And now we got the same guy who had made so many mistakes before coming in and doing the exact same thing mm -hmm. that that guy did when he was here. And I think I think that's a real good thing. They're, 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 they're finding a lot of guys who have some fire left. Yeah. And, you know, one or two years. And um, I guess, you know, I, I really I really can't speak on this in depth. I'm just glad they're not going out trying to find these marquee big names, shelling out all this money, yeah. and then it's pre-government all over. Right, right. So I'm just happy that they're, they changed up their tactics. They're finding some key players. They're plugging in some holes. Mm -hmm. And um, hopefully we'll finally have a back-to-back -back winning season, which won't happen, though, for another two seasons. But um, there's always life, so. No name change coming for at least two years. I think um, Herney maybe hasn't hit home runs, but he's hit some doubles. Gotcha. Um, and that's exactly what the Panthers needed to do this season because I'm with you, man. Like, it looks great when the teams go out and they get, and they shell out all this gaudy money for the names. Yeah. But we all know that that doesn't necessarily make, it doesn't make you contenders in, in, in the NFL, man. Like, uh, the, the salary cap in the NFL is way harder to manage than, like, anything yeah. else, man. And you've got to be very, very careful about how you spend your money. And I think Herney has done, I'm not going to say it's perfect, but it, within the confines of what we had available to sell out, uh, it, that in itself has been a home run. And I'm, I'm so glad that he's being smart about it. As far as the players that we've gotten rid of, you know, not to sound like a broken record, but it's, we, we had to get younger. Like, I've, yeah. I've, I've said this too many times before, and I'll just say it one more time, man. It, it, we made some very necessary moves, and, and we have a guy whose ego – didn't get away. He was very careful and judicious about how he did it. Yeah. So it's it doesn't look like it's gonna be anything that we regret going forward. Gotcha. And quick nugget there, you mentioned about getting younger. Even though we got rid of a lot of those old guys, I think Carolina is still twenty six or twenty seventh in the league as far as average age. Mm -hmm. wow. So we're even though we got a hell of a lot younger and Greg Olson, who I think turns 34 in another month or something, yeah. Greg Olson is actually the oldest player on the team. Mm -hmm. wow. So just imagine how young those other teams are if our oldest player is only 34 and we're still bottom but, half. Hey, the, but the key to the, the, the key component to this is we have old productive guys. Yeah. Right? yeah. Because at least they're not just. And old. I'm not saying we need to get rid of Greg Olson. Like, <laughs> right. Don't, don't. Look, look. Like, Honestly, I wouldn't mind it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> when Ian Thomas finally gets to start. He is gonna open some eyes. He's gonna turn some. But I am not saying let's get rid of Greg Olson. I was just saying he's the daddy on the team, and I was providing statistical data so Panthers fans don't chop me out. Okay, right. cool. and then making the backup tight end. Yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so um, how would you guys grade this offseason? pre-draft? I give it a B plus. Plus. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a B plus, and biggest reason for that is the mm -hmm. fact that they signed Eric Reed. Gotcha. It's more, it's it's actually less to do about football by re-signing Eric Reed. It just it lets me know that the team is willing to do whatever they feel is necessary. As amid amid the controversy, as long as long as you're not putting your hands on a woman or doing drugs or anything, mm -hmm. it's letting me know that they're willing to look past some of those issues to actually build a competitive team. Gotcha. So big kudos for that right there. In, in my opinion, the two biggest moves to me was signing Matt Paredes. 
uh, replacing uh, Matt Khalil, not Matt Khalil, Ryan Khalil. He's borderline pro bowl to, um, center. And also, signing Darren Williams, that was pretty much unattainable. We, we, we didn't think that was going to happen. There was he, one, he took a deal. There's one thing I was I was disappointed with, with Khalil being released. How come he couldn't take Nick Patoon with him? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that. Can't, you can't, you can't have it. Can't 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 so, another question. How would you... This is kind of overall. So how would you kind of grade Herney's second tenure thus far with the Panthers? To me, it's a 360, man. It, he's a, he looks like a different GM to me. But keep in mind, it's under different ownership. Yeah. And that probably matters a lot. Gotcha. Um, I'm, a little, I'm a little sketch. Uh, now, let me ask you guys this. Uh, is he officially the new GM now, or is he? Does he even know that? I, I don't know. know. I, I hate to say it, I don't okay, know. I, so, I don't know if he's ever been officially named the new GM. Okay, so we're this is the longest interim job I've ever. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. Right. So, I need so we're, we're Stephen A. We're all being Stephen A. We're talking on stuff we don't know. Yeah. Okay, cool. Ooh. But but um, as far you know. as far as Herney goes. Um, I don't want to give him a grade just yet. Exactly. I think what he's doing, I think he's just being safe because and he may still have the interim job, which is why he's making all these safe moves. Gotcha. And I, I, good point. I'd give it another season or two before I want to give him a grade to see exactly uh, what his true plan is. But with all of these kind of small dips in the water, mm -hmm. um, I, I don't, I don't, want, I can't really grade him. Right gotcha. Now. So what what may help your grade evaluation? The draft is coming on in-game night. Right. Uh, <laughs> inside joke. Uh, in your opinion, what is the Panthers' biggest need, offense or defense? Oh. And, 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 and who is the prospect that you guys are looking at? Most, most certainly for me, D-line. Specifically, defensive line. And you, the person that I want the most comes out of the wonderful University of Florida State University oh, by the name of Brian Burns. He is the obvious pick for the Carolina Panthers if he's still available. That dude is a beast pass rusher, which we need the most. Okay, so my answer is a little bit more convoluted than that. I actually went and I googled a few think pieces to see what the uh, Hornets, uh, Hornets, what the Panthers' uh, biggest <laughs> need was right now. Uh, for the most part, they have needs all over the field. Yeah, right, literally right, all over the field. Right, yeah. uh, their three biggest needs, from what I've been seeing, is the offensive line, mm -hmm. the uh, defensive line, as well as a secondary. Personally, I don't think the secondary is that big of a yeah. need right now because I think Dante Jackson is going to be a beast. Job, I, think, I think Jackson is going to be a beast. And if you put Eric Reed opposite of Jackson, I think that will be enough to, to hide whatever deficiencies you got in the secondary. However, if you pick up another DB, I think it can only make them better. Gotcha. But, now, well, but. A pass for us makes you deep. Well, exactly, and I'm into that. And, I, and I'm into that now. Before I get to the D, before I get to the D line, I'm gonna switch over to offensive. Uh, I personally believe that Cam Newton is one of the most disrespected quarterbacks in the history of football when I it agree. comes to his team or his management uh, putting weapons around him. I got you. That being said, those offensive linemen, there's an offensive lineman out of um, Alabama. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's predicted to be um, a mid-first round. I think his name is uh, Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams, yeah. Jonah Williams. And he's predicted to be a first-rounder. And from what I've seen, if he falls to Carolina, uh, they're saying Carolina should probably pick him up. Me, personally, I'm going with the guy who ate Jonah Williams' lunch. Okay. It's got to be Cleveland Farrell. 
No, no, stop, 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 stop. Okay, okay, okay. I'm biased. So, I'm biased. So now, so now I'm going back to the defense, right? Going back to the defense. Line. <laughs> All right. Now, like Jamal said earlier, like Jamal said earlier, your 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 secondary is only as good as your pass rush. Right. Yeah. With that being said, if 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 old boy comes up to now, who's actually announcing our picks this year? Um, um, McCaffrey, McCaffrey, and, and so if Mc, if McCaffrey comes up. And Charles he Johnson. says with the whatever pick and the whatever drop, the Panthers select. If that old Robin Williams is there, you pick him up. But, but, <sighs> there's another player that if he is there, you pick him up before wins. And his name is Cleveland Farrell. Let's go. Let's go. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Florida State pass rushes in the NFL is absolutely ass. It's, it's a history of this. <laughs> it is a history of this. Look, he has a good motor. Okay, cool. Cleveland Farrell is more talented. Look, look. Tell me more. <laughs> Cleveland Farrell is a champion. He's a championship pedigree. He has a motor. I'm, I'm telling you, like, okay. he. We, we need to draft this kid. Farrell, Farrell will be... What casual NFL fans thought Jadavian Clowney would be. Yeah, that's a strong statement. And I will stand by two, three, four years from now when we're still wow. trying to get back. And, 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 then, and then on top of that, one guy that who trumps all of them if he falls, Montez Sweat. I'm telling you. Now that's who we can agree that, on. That, 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 that guy, if, if, if he falls, Montez Sweat to me is a game changer. Let me tell you something. You, 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 you hand that card to Christian McCaffrey. Run your four two ass up there. They're just partying right now. Ain't no mind changing. Look, that kid is two hundred and sixty five pounds. Runs a four four one. The dude looks like a Greek god. I'm, I'm telling you, he's raw. Can we can we agree on one thing? I'm I'm going to tell you what will cause just it, there will be a riot in the street if this happens. If we draft an outside linebacker with the first round pick, <laughs> I will boycott the Panthers NFL season. They. There's no way in hell you draft an outside yeah, linebacker. No, no, I'm telling you who you don't draft. You don't draft a freaking wide receiver. Yeah. If they draft DK Metcalf, I'm, I'm going to <laughs> the BOA. I'm that. going to the BOA, and I'm slapping the shit out of Tepper. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Now, <laughs> okay, that out. <laughs> now, speaking of that, okay, let's say, okay, because this will be the first off season that we go in the second round with Herman. Right. So let's say he follows the Patriots uh, model. Let's say he follows Gettleman's model, and let's say he goes BPA, and let's say that and let's say that outside linebacker or that wide receiver is BPA. I don't mind in the second round. I, I second totally round don't mind. I just with your first round pick, man. First I, round needs. I I, I I believe it has to be a, a good balance and a good combination of BPA and what's going to best fill your needs as well. I, you, it's a. That's one of those things where I'm just I'm glad I'm not a GM because now, you got to get a home run on now it. Now also, let's say he gets an outside linebacker, right? I know I know we were right. However, we we have an outside linebacker in Shaq Thompson right. who can actually play that rover position. Yeah. So so right. maybe maybe he's looking to do that, and maybe maybe we'll see more of Shaq Thompson in the secondary. And, and then also, I heard that they're, they're going to do some three four this year, so yeah. that may help yeah. you a little bit well, too. And, and well, since you brought that up, now that kind of changes my opinion a little bit because you, you, you want to foul trade? No, no. <laughs> now if they go three four, you're going to need that outside guy who can get to the quarterback. Now, too. and the thing is that does, that will change my opinion just a bit 
if they get if they go outside linebacker that comes from a good three four defense, if we are indeed gonna really switch to a three four defense, I wouldn't be as upset with that. Okay, just right. Okay, so um, because because the the main thing, and I'm sorry to cut you off, I'm, I'm being short about this. We have to get to the quarterback. Yeah, agreed. We got to, got to got man. To. I, historically, these Panthers teams have never had problems getting, getting sacks, and this this year was tough for me to watch defensively, man, because we just didn't do it like we normally have. Yeah, and so one thing that's troubling to me is this ugly ass hat. Draft picks oh let's, let's, let's talk about that. What, what, okay. What's going so, on with these heads, man? Okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, I when, when, when it was a new era, was it new, new era? New era. When, when new era released those, I didn't even look at the other teams. I just looked at ours because there was so much flack about it, right? And when I seen it, I just laughed. I just saw, and and and, and, and I, was, I, I took it as karmatic as a reason. <laughs> I took it was very karmatic to me because. There's been a hot topic this this offseason in regards to whether or not uh, the Panthers will move to South Carolina. And we and, and even if they do, it's not happening anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. And I just thought it was so funny that that's the topic of conversation. And then, boom, they come out with a hat and put that South Carolina <laughs> boat, put that palm tree, and that half moon for the cover. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it came out April first. I thought it was April Fool's joke. Like, like, okay, I clicked the next down. Like, oh, it's still here. <laughs> so, like, there's this, there's this thing online where you can design your own hat. And I thought somebody like literally just like, hey man, look at this, look at the hat I designed. Like some eight year olds, like, hey mommy, I put the South Carolina little flag on. That hat is an abomination of God. Like that hat is the most terrible. And what's funny, man, is the Panthers usually have like the most fly draft hats, man. Nice. We've Dude, had some must, we've had some monster fly draft hats. And I looked at that like <laughs> this is like the biggest fall off from like I this is horrible, man. I, whoever I don't know how David Tepper looked at that and said, you know what, man, we're gonna go with that, man. Like we we <laughs> had to though, because he's cause he's negotiating trying to move the headquarters down that's there. That's a that's a bad reason to make yeah, an ugly hat. Yeah. I, I get this South Carolina inclusion thing, man, a little bit, I guess. I'll be nice today to South Carolina for whatever reason. But that's not translating to this god awful, god forsaken flaggy hat, man. This is awful. And if it makes it worse, the Falcons have the best hat. <laughs> I, I, like, I, didn't, I didn't look at any of them, so That's I fine. I don't know. Look at it. Check okay, it out. I'll check them out. I'll check them out. You know those? You know you used to go in like a walk, like Walgreens or something. You could make your own card. Like it looked like that hat just fell off like a candy machine. Like that hat just came out the slot. It's like, hey guys, look at this new pair. That hat sucks, man. I, nah. All right, guys, we're gonna. <laughs> if I never catch y'all wearing one of those hats, man, <laughs> slap it out my hand. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna segue to our culture segment. Uh, speaking of Tepper, he's recently been in the news uh, talking MLS, and that got us thinking, uh, if Charlotte was given a choice, which one would you choose, the MLB or the MLS? Uh, which one's a better fit for our market? Uh, why not both? You guys, you want to I'll start there. I would personally want MLB over MLS. That's it. I'm, I'm getting to it, man. I would personally want MLB over MLS because I kind of feel like MLS is kind of like this hot, trendy thing that may go away in five years. 
I really believe that. And I could be dead wrong about that. Please let me be very clear about that. I think the MLB for me personally is just, is just the historical context of the MLB. It's been around forever. It's quote unquote America's pastime. Um, I've always said an MLB stadium would be cool to throw downtown. So we don't need everything downtown. You know what I mean? I personally, I'm personally waiting for my team in Oakland A's to sell the stadium or sell the team and move to North Carolina. That's just me, but that's neither here nor there. Um, again, man, I just feel like the MLS just doesn't have that. I just think long term it doesn't help Charlotte, man. I just think MLB helps Charlotte in the long term. I think it's, it brings more capital. I think it just brings more money to the city long term. You can bring a lot more events with the MLB stadium than than the MLS team. So. We, we did the poll, and I think it was about 75% uh, MLB from all the voters. And I'll admit, I, I was a little surprised. Um, I'm not really a follower of either of the sports, but I think MLS would be better than MLB if we had to choose one or the other, simply because they have more of an international following. Gotcha. And even if we had a bad team here, we can host international events. Mm -hmm. Now, Charlotte isn't going to host the Olympics anytime soon. I don't know what would need to happen to host a World Cup or an international soccer tournament, but I could see thousands upon thousands of mm -hmm. people coming to Charlotte for an event like that. And I also I also did some research. Um, somebody commented in our poll, and they were telling us, well, you know, uh, the Yankees, they, they always fill out the stadium. And I started looking at baseball stadiums, and I think for the most part, I think the average baseball stadium holds about sixty to seventy thousand fans. I can't remember where, but there's a there's a major league soccer team. I want to say Atlanta. Yeah. And I mean they they're holding uh, 90,000 fans. Yeah. So just more so from the international standpoint, I think soccer would be best. I think MLB, if we started a baseball team here, I think we would have more of a, of a stronger core following, uh, at least initially. But I think soccer is so international that I, I, I think I, I think it would be better overall. Gotcha. I think it would be. Me personally, I would say MLS. The reason being is they're, they're showing a, a more of an interest in us. And Temper is interested in it, and it'll be easy to come up with the MLB because they can share it with the Panthers' new stadium. Right. That, that, that's one reason I don't I want that to happen. Though. You <laughs> don't. Have you ever seen the Raiders in the A stadium before? Yeah, it's a it's a Oakland. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not an ideal situation. It's not good sharing two but, stadiums like that. Yeah. But I mean, but you but you look at the the uh, the Atlanta soccer team. They they share with the Falcons. Well, I think, I think you can do soccer and football because it's essentially the same playing surface. Yeah. But with with you can you can share baseball and football. No. Because like you were saying, those stadiums out west, um, I, I couldn't imagine being a football player playing on that dirt. I couldn't imagine. And then another issue with me with MLB is why I'm not really kind of fond of it. I mean, it's, it's a slow-paced game. The demographics trend older. Yeah. I mean, they do well in their, in their traditional markets. But another issue with me is we have to build a stadium. Right. Good luck getting the taxpayers right. to approve a stadium. Yeah. We lost a team about that before. I mean, we could put it in Valentine, like I said, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one more thing. Knock down North Lake and put one it in more thing before we, <laughs> <laughs> One more thing before we switch over. Uh, with MLB, I think if you look uh, 20 years ago, 
the average age for um, the fans attended was 35, was, uh, was age 35. 20 years later, the average age is 55. Wow. So like, yeah, so like Rodney was saying, like yeah. their, their core fan base is getting older and older and older. And unless MLB does something to change up the game, to, to get rid of some of those traditional rules. Because I'm not a baseball fan, but I know some of those unwritten rules that they abide by, they're archaic as hell, and they, they need to get rid of them. And and until they speed the game up some type of way, I think it's going to be Look, I'm the old guy on the panel here. How about you youngers just have your attention span be a little longer? Hey, I go to some Ooh. of the game. I go to some of the Charlotte last game, too. So I, I'll support them, but just more so business, uh, the impact on the yeah. city. I, I think MLS will just be the and, and then another another thing, uh, my thing with MLB, the reason why it's lacking engagement to me is that everything is so social media based now. Right. They they don't have a, a, a footprint on social media like I totally agree with that. Like 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 NBA players are more visible. Like LeBron James can walk in here, and people that don't know basketball, oh that's LeBron James. Mike Trout comes in. Who the hell is this guy? I don't know. Mike that's what I'm saying. Mike Trout is one of the best. You would. Yeah, yeah, it's life. But I get your point. Yeah, but yeah. You, and you're closer to 55 than right. we are too. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. So Charlotte uh, recently had a, a, a big debate. Our uh, elected chair, Mr. Gary McFadden, the uh, Tupac of City Council, <laughs> <laughs> he had a uh, falling out with uh, Cornelius over uh, the uh, speed trap issues. I can't wait to talk. About so Vince, this. shoot your shot, bro. <laughs> okay. So once again, you guys know me. I tend to be pretty jovial. So there I was scrolling on Facebook one day and I came across the article mm -hmm. and I read it. And would you like to take a guess as to what my reaction was after we read that article? What the? I laughed. <laughs> I laughed at it. And, and, and I'm going to give you guys a little bit of context. Um, you guys know after the, uh, the Trayvon Martin killing, um, the Mike Brown killing, we had the uh, rise of the uh, Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. And as a result, this, this country counted with the Blue Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. And essentially what the Blue Lives Matter, and I really don't need to explain this, but it's basically saying we believe in our police officers. We love our police officers. They can do no wrong. They have a hard job. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of stuff to do. We support our police officers. Stand behind or, or back the blue. Yeah. Back the blue. So for the last five years or so, five, ten years, we have had this huge pushing for back in the blue and now those same people are getting upset because they voted in somebody who's doing his job. Yeah. He has done nothing. And, and, and he didn't say, hey, we're going to take the speed traps away from university. Hey, we're going to take the speed traps away from, from East Charlotte. He didn't do that. He's still doing all that. He just expanded into some of those other areas. And I think... And with me being a minority, I think it is very telling that you can that you 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 can benefit from so much privilege mm -hmm. that you you that you feel like you can legitimately get upset and call the police chief to a town meeting because he's doing his job. Yeah. Because the only way to avoid that is to do the speed limit. Just oh hey, there's a speed trap. Well, I'm doing a speed limit, so it doesn't affect me. <coughs> Let me go by my day. 
But no, we want to get upset because he's actually doing what our taxpayers are paying him to do. Hey man, you just shut up and comply, you'd be fine. Uh, <laughs> Jamal. <laughs> I, look, man, I know the Solid Observer doesn't print parody articles, but I legit thought this was a parody. <laughs> you have oh, got to be kidding me. Listen, I have driven through my neighborhood to get to work and have been met with uh, a checkpoint out of my neighborhood. Yeah. What what could I possibly look, man? These are not policemen who who are like harassing these people for walking their dogs in their neighborhood. These are not policemen who are walking up to these people asking them what they're doing for a living because they're, because they're sitting on top of a pretty car. They are policemen who are doing their job because you were breaking you just speeding basically. To me. This, this is one of the craziest stories I have ever read in regards to local law enforcement doing their job. And there is a town meeting being called because people are doing their job. And I'm glad you I, said that. that and, and my bad for cutting you off, but it's so sad that they actually called a town meeting. The police chief had to go in front of the town or city of Cornelius and defend himself as to why he was doing his job. And then he 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 said, we know why. He basically said, if if, if I'm doing this in what whatever side university. Of, in, in university, I'm I'm not standing here. Yeah. It's 100% truth. You you have to be completely blind or obtuse just to not believe that. Okay, so so the observer wrote an editorial opinion piece. And essentially, they call him a, a uppity Negro. Basically, right. that, that, that's basically what it translated to me too. Uh, do you guys think this is this is a backlash against him uh, because he supported the two two eighty seven G? And it's, 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 it's kind of their way of getting back at him. You, you guys on the two eighty seven G? You know what, man? I don't, I, I don't know if it's a quote unquote necessarily way to get back at him, but at the very least, man, it is extremely childish and petty, man. Yeah. It is just extremely child's to pay to, to call out leadership for doing their job. Yeah. And I'll kind of take a different approach. I'm going to say from the Charlotte Observer, I'm going to say no. I don't I don't think they intentionally singled him out. Uh, basically for what, what Jamal said, because they do it to everybody. They've yeah. called out. Like, like, when it comes to journalism, the standards aren't too high. Because uh, we all know a couple months ago. Yeah, they, um, you know, because the Bobcats played the. Um, <laughs> the <Spurs>. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, but but there there was a council member a couple months ago who who is now going through a divorce, and they had absolutely no problem um, yeah. of posting that 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 piece. That's pretty crazy. sick. Yeah. yeah. So it's very sick. It's very sick. So I don't think they attacked him personally. Now. To, to the people who may be watching, some people may be thinking that we're, we're attacking the observer because, you know, McFadden is black or, or whatnot. And, not, and let me clarify, that's not the case because the observer has gone after Republicans as well as Democrats, white as well as black, women as well as men. But they post a lot of, I'm going to call it smut. Gotcha. I'm going to call it smut. Now, that may be the case, but... You know, man, the, the optics look bad on this one. Yeah, that's, no matter, you know, no matter. I, yeah, I, that that's undeniable. And I, look, man, from a black person's point of view, the optics look very—it it looks bad. Because again, man, like I could—if there was a situation where these people literally felt like they were being harassed 
for not doing anything. Again, let me be, let me repeat what I said. This is not these people are not getting asked where they work at because they're driving a fancy car through these neighborhoods. Okay, they're not being questioned for stuff they don't do. They're calling the town hall meeting because they feel like they should get away with breaking the law. The optics look bad. Agree again, yeah. and on. But I also agree with what you said. The Charlotte Observer they have written a lot of smut. It has covered all genres, all race, all yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's twofold. Yeah. We're going to close this thing on out. We're going to give our shout-outs. You want to go first? I'll go first. Um, I got two shout-outs. First shout-out goes out to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Do, do they belong to both states, or is it just... It's just it's Raleigh. It's just it's Raleigh. It's just Raleigh. It's close enough to South Okay, cool. So, anyway, <laughs> I want to shout-out the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, they made the they made the postseason for the first time in a decade. Wow. And I, I haven't watched hockey, but I've fallen in on my ESPN alerts. And I saw the last game. I mm. saw clips from the last game. No, no, no. I saw clips from the game in which they clinched. That stadium, crowd, arena, whatever you call it, was electric. And for a team not to have made the playoffs for, for an entire decade, mm -hmm. but for that place to be so full, it, it, it's like, why can't we get that here in Charlotte? Yeah. But... I think that's a, I think that's another conversation, but uh, in addition to that, one of the things that have made the uh, Hurricanes such a hot team this year, uh, they were actually called a bunch of jerks by some governor somewhere early in the season, <laughs> and rather than get upset about it, they actually took it and they use it as as marketing. So they actually started calling themselves a bunch of jerks. Wow. And, <laughs> that's, that's dope. And, <laughs> and, and because of this, I've actually learned a lot about hockey. After after a hockey match, uh, the team lines up on the line that runs through the middle of the ring. I don't know what they call it. So, and We're they, real hockey experts around <laughs> Yeah. And they, like, they kind of like salute the crowd and all that. Wow. But what the Hurricanes are doing, they were actually doing legitimate celebrations. And I think the celebration goes against the rules of the game when it comes to hockey. So that's why they got called a bunch of jerks. Wow. So to flip it, they took the name, started calling themselves jerk, and they started coming up with more celebrations. Wow. That's dope. And I absolutely love that. And dig themselves in the face. So yeah. big shout out to the Hurricanes. Congratulations. Good luck. Um, I'll try and watch a game or a match this year and all that good stuff. But uh, just know that we watch it in Charlotte. But my last shout out, um, I kind of want to, I want to shout out everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's more so of a message. Um, everybody knows we're still reeling from the Nipsey Hussle uh, death from, from a week ago. And everybody's sharing their memes, they're sharing their, their thing pieces, and they're talking about how Nipsey was so much of an activist. Um, he was a visionist. And we post all these things, but as soon as we post them, we go right, a lot of us are going right back to doing a lot of the ignorant stuff that yeah. we were doing beforehand. So what I want to what I want to talk to everybody, what I want to say is if you're going to share that stuff, if, if you want to seem all whatever the word is, don't just post it on social media and then go about and participate in the ignorant stuff you were doing before. Try and change your ways because... This shit, this shouldn't even, this shouldn't be a situation like this. If it sucks that he died, but when something like this happened, we should have ten or fifteen other people who could just step up and step in this place and continue doing what it was that he was doing. 
So the fact that an activist, um, you know, died so senseless, senselessly shouldn't be so much of a, of a hit the way it was. Mm -hmm. And I just want to urge it, and hopefully I worded that right, but um, I just want to urge everybody, just do better because you, you <laughs> never truly know. Right. Um, my shout out would be very cheesy, is it, I, but I, it, it is necessary. I want to shout out the people who are supporting under construction, whoever you may be. If you have shared this page, if you have clicked a like, if you have followed us on Twitter, Instagram, I'm shouting y'all out because um, there have been a lot of people who have reached out to me personally who are proud, who are watching, who are glad we're doing this. We are babies in this so quote unquote media thing and y'all are as important as we are doing this. So I want to shout out anybody and everybody who is following under construction. And shout out our producer who won't be on the camera. <laughs> shout out to Tom and Kurt for this setup, man. Kaiser! <laughs> so shout out to everybody who was supporting this movement, man. We 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 really appreciate it. We love this city to death, man. And we hope everybody can grasp on to what we're trying to do. So all right, my mine is like a, a PSA. Uh, I just want to say that we need to do better, Charlotte. Uh the murder rate is, is totally ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, we need to find ways for better conflict resolution. Uh, just be better people. Uh, I mean, it's nothing I, I can elaborate on right now. It's I, too much, but it, it, the killers have to stop. Let, 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 and I, let me be sure about this, man. I, we have to find a way to reach our youth better. I'm not mm -hmm. to say that the youth are the only ones committing murders, but it, we, we have to. I, I just personally believe, man, we have to find a way to reach our youth a little better, man. We really do. But thank you guys so much for uh, watching Under Construction, our fourth installment. This is our month-long anniversary. Yep. Uh, thank you for your continued support. We love y'all. Keep pounding. Keep buzzing. Let's go Hornets. And uh, we'll see you guys next time, all right? Love. <laughs>